listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Tasmania right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. You can learn how to study the Bible more effectively. You can get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going. And you can experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Jason Cook, and today we have Jacob Ellis joining us all the way from Wynyard at the moment. Jacob, welcome. Thanks, Jason. Good to be here. It's good to have you here. Thank you for joining us today. You're filling in for David Leo, who couldn't do today's program, so I really appreciate you being prepared to come and present and talk to us today. So it's great yeah, to have you. It's a privilege. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Yeah. So this is your first time on Faith FM. And uh, tell us, uh, recently you've moved to Tasmania. I think uh, you've only been here for a couple of months. So tell us uh, a little bit about what you're doing here in Tasmania. Yeah, so I have recently moved to Tasmania, moved in January. I'm currently uh, doing three different roles. So I'm a pastor at uh, Devonport Seventh-day Adventist Church. I'm a assistant pastor or intern pastor at Olverston Seventh-day Adventist Church and also a chaplain at a Northwest Christian School. So I jump around those three areas. Very good. And sounds like you're going to be fairly busy while you're doing that. Oh, yes. Yeah. Very good. And um, I, I believe that uh, you know Arfie fairly well. Uh, yes, he, so he, he's he presents, my mentor. He presents on Monday's program, so Arfie Tuaoi. So, yeah, it's good to have somebody... Uh, alongside you yeah for sure awesome um well just uh, remember you can listen to our faith fm programs using the faith fm app that's the uh, app that you can get from the app store if you've got a phone or tablet you can listen on the app faith faith fm australia you can go download that install it it's a great way to listen to our programs also the faith fm website faithfm.com.au there's many resources on there all of our past programs are on there, so if you missed an episode, you can go back and have a listen. So, And, of course, if you're a new listener today, we have a show number just for Tassie Encounters. That's 0488-880-891. I'll give that number a few times during the program, but that's our Tassie Encounters show number, and we love to hear from you. We'd love to have you text us in. Tell us uh, what's going on in your life, ask us some questions, and uh, maybe answer some of our questions. We've got a book offer coming up later in the program as well. So that number, Tassie Encounters, save it in your phone, write it on your fridge, wherever it is, 0488-880-891. We'd love to hear from you today. Um, So tell us uh, what you're going to be talking about today, Jacob. Yes, I just want to ask... Uh, kind of the question uh, is it worth it so going along the lines of is the Christian journey really worth it is it really worth following Jesus or everything that um, is within the Christian journey such as prayer Bible study is it all uh, worth it so that's kind of where we want to go today awesome well I'm looking forward to doing this with you and uh, hopefully I'm sure our listeners will also enjoy what you've got prepared for them. So I think uh, we might as well get into it. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. So uh, where would you like to start today? I'll share a personal experience of something. This is something I'm really passionate about, and I guess it comes from a personal experience. Uh, reflecting on a personal experience, um, you see, one of the sports that I love to play is soccer. I've played 
or soccer, football. I've played it for many, many years. Um, and one of those injuries that I can recently get uh, playing soccer is concussions. Mm. And so uh, there was this one instance where I was playing soccer game, I went up, got elbowed in the head as I've gone up for a header, and it really played with me a bit, really dizziness, headaches and everything. And uh, I was out for two weeks. I couldn't play because of the head injury and there's policies around that. So I was told not to play for two weeks. At the end of that, say, one and a half weeks, my head was starting to feel good. And the next week, we were going to, if we won the next game, we were going to play finals. So I was really adamant that I wanted to play because I was team captain and thought, oh, this is a great opportunity. The pressure's on. You live for moments like this. Mm. And uh, so I thought, yep, okay. My coach said, if you're feeling good, let's get you out there. Someone else said, don't risk it. But I thought, no, this is worth it. My head's all right. I'll play. So I played that under-17s game. We won that game, and we are going to finals. So I really thought, yes, it was really worth playing. But I also played the grade above, which was the seniors. And I went to that seniors game. I played it. Well, most of it anyway. The ball was coming straight at me, and it hit me in the head. Another concussion. Mm. And after that, I was out for three weeks. So ultimately, I've missed more weeks than I should have. And ultimately, I'm asking the question, uh, was it really worth playing when I wasn't really fully fit? And I guess the answer to that was, no, it wasn't worth it because I missed more games. But it affected me in the long term because there was I was invited to the association presentations for the league. Uh, so best and player, best and fairest, or player of the year, and I missed out just from winning that wow. um, player of the year because I had missed out on those extra games because mm. I got injured. Um, so in the long term, was it worth it? Doesn't no. sound like it. <laughs> no, it, it definitely wasn't worth it. But it, I learnt that lesson the hard way. Mm, interesting. Um, yeah. So. Was it worth it? And I guess I just wanted to ask that question. When we bring it back to the Christian experience of getting to know God or following God, is it worth it? And I'm reminded of a man named Asaph in the Bible in Psalms seventy, Psalms chapter 73. Uh, so he writes this psalm. Have you ever heard of the man named Asaph, Jason? Look, I should know this. And, and when I uh, saw your notes on this, I thought, I don't know much about this guy. So I'm interested to learn about you know, the person who wrote this psalm. So, so no, tell me yeah. about Asaph. So, yeah, so Asaph, um, if we have a look in Chronicles, he's like a chief musician uh, in the in the sanctuary mm. or in the temple. He's, he's so, my, my, my kind of man. I, I'm, I love music and involved in yeah. the uh, music at church. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, mm. and we can relate to him. And he'd, he'd be classified what we would call today like a worship leader. Yeah. Um, in our churches today. So he's writing this. So you would think that he's got a close relationship with God. He loves serving God, um, a life following God. So, And I love one of the Psalms that he writes, Psalms chapter 73, and we're going to have a look at that. Um, so Psalms chapter 73, verse 1 through to 9. Okay. Do you have that, dear Jason? You I've, want to read it? I've got it in front of me, so let's read that. And yeah. today I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It says, A Psalm of Asaph. Truly God is good to Israel, to those whose hearts are pure. But as for me, I almost lost my footing. My feet were slipping and I was almost gone. 
For I envied the proud when I saw them prosper despite their wickedness. They seem to live such painless lives. Their bodies are so healthy and strong. They don't have troubles like other people. They're not plagued with problems like everyone else. They wear pride like a jeweled necklace and clothe themselves with cruelty. These fat cats have everything their hearts could ever wish for. They scoff and speak only evil. In their pride, they seek to crush others. They boast against the very heavens, and their words strut throughout the earth. Wow. Interesting. Wow. He, he, he really has an issue with uh, other people who look like they're doing well. Yeah. And this is coming from, like, what we would say, the worship leader. Mm. So, he, he's devoted his life to God, mm. serving God, and he's gone out and he's looking around and saying, hey, I'm a follower of God. I strive to keep his commandments mm. in serving others, and yet I'm the one who suffers. I'm the one who's, like, in trouble. And yet you have these people who do not follow God, do not strive to keep his commandments, do not serve him. In fact, they find pleasure in doing the complete opposite, and yet they're thriving. Mm. And you do see that in the world, don't you? You do see uh, you do. people seeming to have great success despite, you know, you know that they might be corrupt or they don't do things the way you would do them. Yeah, mm. for sure. And so we, we can definitely relate to Asaph. And it comes to the point, if we read a few verses down, um, you want to read for us verse 13 and 14. Uh, for us, Jason? Yeah. Yes. Verse 13 says, Did I keep my heart pure for nothing? Did I keep myself innocent for no reason? Do you want me to go on to 14? Um, it says, yeah, read yeah, verse 14. It says, I get nothing but trouble all day long. Every morning brings me pain. Yeah. Wow. Did I keep my heart pure for nothing? Yeah. And so when I read the when I read what Asaph is saying, I essentially think, is it worth it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a, it, it's, is this? Yeah. It's a good question to ask, and I'm sure many of us have asked that question ourselves. You know, like there's a cost, I guess, associated with um, uh, with following God, with following Jesus, and uh, we've got to ask ourselves the question: Is it worth it? That's so it. That's the question we're asking today. So we've got a question of you today. Have you ever thought uh, something was worth it, but it turned out it wasn't? Um, you know, perhaps an experience like Jacob shared earlier. Tell us uh, today. Share with us. We'd love to hear from you. Text us in on zero four eight 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 zero eight nine one. Have you ever thought something was worth it, but it turned out it wasn't? Please text us in. We'd love to hear from you. Even if uh, you can't answer that question, text us in. Tell us where you're listening from this morning. We'd love to hear from you. So this first song is Live and Breathe by More Than Rubies. Satisfy this 
Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM, and that was Live and Breathe by More Than Rubies. Beautiful song. And uh, today we're speaking with Jacob Ellis on the topic of Is It Worth It? And we asked you a question before the break. Have you ever thought something was worth it, but it turned out it wasn't? We'd love to hear from you this morning. Share your experience. Text us in on 0488880. 891 or just simply text us in and tell us uh, where you're listening from today. We'd love to hear from you. 
Now, uh, Jacob, we've been talking about this guy called Asaph. He's not probably well known, and I think perhaps many people don't even realize that David didn't write all of the Psalms in the book of Psalms. Mm. So this is a Psalm written by a worship leader, if you want to think of it that way, uh, of the temple. And um, this guy seemed to be a bit of a misery guts, <laughs> I'd put it in Australian <laughs> terms. He uh, He wasn't happy that... Life wasn't uh, seemingly going so well for himself, but uh, he'd look around and see people who weren't following God, who weren't really trying to do the right thing, and uh, they seemed to be having great lives. And uh, yet himself, he says he was uh, nothing but trouble and every morning brings pain. So it sounds like he had a bit of an attitude problem, but yeah, he was uh, not so happy. So. Um, that's been our introduction this morning, and I believe uh, we've got some other passages that you want to cover as well. Yeah, so just to go along the lines of uh, is it worth it, well, I, thought, I thought we'd go into a New Testament, um, have a look from a New Testament perspective, because uh, and there's a story or there's a situation that occurs in Luke chapter 9 um, where you have these three people who, where it's all about following uh, Jesus, and they have some similarities uh, to Asaph that we can draw on a little bit later. So let's have a look at Luke chapter 9, through verse 57 through to 62. Do you want to read that yeah. uh, out for us, Jason? I'm reading from the New Living Translation, and it's titled, The Cost of Following Jesus. As they were walking along, someone said to Jesus, I will follow you wherever you go. But Jesus replied, Foxes have dens to live in, and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place even to lay his head. He said to another person, Come, follow me. The man agreed, but he said, Lord, first let me return home and bury my father. But Jesus told him, Let the spiritually dead bury their own dead. Your duty is to go and preach about the kingdom of God. Another said, Yes, Lord, I will follow you, but first let me say goodbye to my family. But Jesus told him, Anyone who puts a hand to the plough and then looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. They seem like pretty harsh words, Jacob. They are. Yeah. Did And I guess that's a good question to ask. Was Jesus harsh in what he was mm, saying here? They, like, they, especially seem, with, they seem like it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, especially with the first man. So we have three men here. Like yeah. the first one says, Lord, I will follow you wherever you go. Mm. I mean, isn't that a really good thing? Isn't that what Jesus wants us to do, to follow him? I believe so. Then why? what's this response of foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head? Yeah. It's, it's a strange response. Yeah, I think, is it, uh, when, I, when I see that, I, I sort of feel like, God wants us to be really focused on on the mission that he's given us, you know, rather than Absolutely. distracted by other things, perhaps. Anyway, that's my take on it. Absolutely. And you, you can see something I really like with Jesus' response is that he doesn't respond. Well, when something good happens to us and something someone tells us, like, something good's really about to really happen, mm. we get flubbergusted, like, oh, my goodness, and, like, we... We don't typically think through it because it's like, hey, it's something really good's about to happen. But that's not what Jesus does. He considers where it's actually coming from. Mm. Um, so, to me, Jesus, he doesn't just hear the words of, I will follow you, but he looks inside the heart of this person. Mm. 
and he can say, hey, you actually haven't considered what it actually means to follow me. Well, I mean, foxes, the birds and foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Like, if you're following me, there may be times where you don't have a pillow. Mm. There'll be times where we, you don't, we don't know where we're going to be because we're going to be touring around sort of thing. Mm. Mm. So, the animals, they have their home. They have comfort. For us, if you're following me... You may, it's unpredictable. You may not. You may not have a five-bedroom house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, no it's car. In, it's it's interesting because uh, I'm throwing a, a spanner in here a little bit because in another passage Jesus says, uh, you know, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. Um, how yeah. do we how do we contrast that? Um, and this is not part of our talk, but I'm just throwing it in there. <laughs> Yeah, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be given so, unto you. So I guess what he's saying is he's not he's not promising um you know he's not promising amazing wealth or, you know, big homes or whatever, but he's he's promising to look after us no matter where we are, even if we're just travelling on the road. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So it's an interesting one with that first man. Yeah. What and else? And then you have that? a second one. You have a second one where Jesus actually gives him the invitation, follow me. Yeah. And then he says, Lord, let me first go bury my father. Mm. Now my, under- I mean, my understanding is that um, this is not the same sort of burial that we would normally have or the process is a little bit different to what we expect a burial here. Absolutely, and that that's something really to consider. We need to consider the context of those times. Yeah. Um, and so something with the burial in those days was, or in that culture, was that it was a long process. Okay. For us, it's it could, quite quick. Could be a number of years, apparently, I think. Is that it right? It could be a number of years, and that's the point that we want to really grab from this, is mm. that, first of all, when the person dies, you obviously go to bury them. But after a year, so after a year after they're buried, you've got to actually go back and collect the bones from that, from where they were buried. Right. And so when we read this story, so it's like a couple year uh, process, but essentially what this guy is saying, Lord, let me first go bury my father. There's no, we don't know if the father is still alive or whether he's dead. Mm. And so what this man is saying Ah, is, I'll go... He, he Back might, to my father. Yeah, I'm getting it. He, he might be saying, I'm going to wait till he dies and then bury him and then I'll come follow you. Is that, is that sort of what exactly. you're saying? Exactly. Yeah. So it could be a year before the father dies, which means there's another year before he can collect it. So essentially he's saying potentially up to two years. Yeah. Um, so yeah. That there's a putting like the culture ahead of following Jesus, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So he, Jesus doesn't want us to delay in making that commitment to follow him. Absolutely not. Yeah. And then there's and we one see, more. And we see that as in, the, in the third one as well. Oh. And this person is kind of like the first one. He says, Lord, I will follow you. So he's saying, Lord, I will follow you. But he says, but let me first go um, and say goodbye to my family pretty much. Mm. And I, I find this guy really intriguing because he's like, yes, Jesus, I will follow you. So he's got half a foot there. But it's almost as if he's walking the other direction. Mm. Mm. He's like, I'm going, Jesus, I'm following you, but I'm going backwards. Mm. I'm going to go back to my family. So I find this guy really intriguing. And essentially, what would happen if he went back to his family? 
he'd probably get caught up with it and uh, then he'd, he'd have responsibilities and when the time came, he would probably say, oh, sorry, I can't go. <laughs> yeah, th- there's guess. external influences, yeah. yeah. Um, especially if that family is against it. Mm. Um, oh, don't waste your time following this guy. Like, it's unpredictable. Who knows what's going to happen? Is he actually the Messiah sort of thing? There's a whole lot of things that they could say which could influence his decision. Mm. Mm. And so when he's saying, I'll follow you, it's almost... He's walking the other way. And that's why Jesus says, no one having put his hand to the plough, mm. who's ready to do the work, but is looking back, it, is fit. It reminds me of uh, Lot's wife as he was, as uh, Lot and his family were leaving um, Solomon and Gomorrah there, and uh, she looked back. Yeah. And they were told not to look back. Keep going Absolutely. forward. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's the thing with Jesus or and God is that he wants all or nothing yeah. pretty much is what yeah. I'm saying from this is look forward, don't turn your head halfway or don't look back. Look forward, go all or yeah, yeah. don't look back at all. Absolutely. Ah, well, that's an interesting passage and it's a, it's a little bit of a challenging one at first glance, but you've uh, unpacked that really well, so it makes a lot of sense now. We're going to go to another break. We've got our question for you today. Have you ever thought something was worth it, but it turned out in the end it wasn't? We'd love to hear from you. Share your experience. Text us in on 0488-880-891. Our book offer today is called God Really, and we'll give you more information a bit later in the program. So stay tuned. We'll be uh, talking about that a little bit later. This is My Worth Is Not What I Own by um, Keith and Christian Getty, I believe. My worth is not in what I own Not in the strength of flesh and bone But in the costly wounds of love My worth is not in skill or name In win or lose, in pride or shame But in the blood of Christ that flows Human 
Possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM, and today we've got a guest presenter, Jacob Ellis, uh, filling in on our series today on our program, Tassie Encounters. We've been talking about the concept of is it worth it, and that's in the in the, in the relation to is it worth it uh, to follow Jesus, to follow God. And uh, in the last section, we were talking about. This uh, a few people who were following Jesus, they were walking alongside him, and he called them to follow him. And they had all sorts of reasons why they couldn't do it right now. So that was from Luke chapter 9, the cost of following Jesus. We also have been asking you a question. We'd love to hear from you today. Have you ever thought something was worth it, but turned out it wasn't? We'd love to hear from you. Text us in on 048880891. Now, Jacob, we've got another story from Mark where we have another man who was struggling with following Jesus. Yeah, I love this story. This is going to be one of my favorite um, parts in the Bible, one of the story, yeah, the story of the rich young ruler. Mm. Um, I just find this story absolutely fascinating, and I always come back to it whenever I'm reading the Bible or speaking or preaching or something like that. It's I always come back to this guy because this guy's really, it's a very interesting story. You can get a lot from it. I think it's also found in another gospel as well, in Matthew, I think, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah. a few of the gospel writers uh, record this. Mm. Um, I think Mark has the most to do with this, with the rich young ruler's experience and how, yeah. and that encounter with Jesus. Mm. Um, so that's why we're going to look in Mark specifically yeah. uh, today. So Mark chapter 10, um, verse 17 through to 22. Um, Would you like to read that? Yeah, as Jesus was starting out on his way to Jerusalem, a man came running up to him, knelt down and asked, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus asked. Only God is truly good. But to answer your question, you know the commandments. You must not murder. You must not commit adultery. You must not steal. You must not uh, testify falsely. You must not cheat anyone. Honor your father and mother teacher the man replied i've obeyed all these commandments since i was young looking at the man jesus felt genuine love for him there's still one thing you haven't done he told him 
Go and sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. At this the man's face fell, and he went away sad, for he had many possessions. It's a tough one. It is a tough one. There's not many people who have an experience with Jesus and they leave sad. Mm. Or they leave away sorrowful. Yeah. Depending on what your translation says. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, uh, he clearly had a struggle with his possessions here. He loved his possessions. <laughs> That's it. And so, yeah, he, he loved his possessions. And I love what Jesus says. He felt love for him, genuine mm. love for him. Mm. And he says, he gives him that invitation again, come follow me. Mm. But the guy, but the rich young ruler still went away sad. Sad. Yeah. And it really comes to the condition of the heart, doesn't it? Where is our treasure? You were saying before, seek the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. Is that our treasure? Are we seeking that? Is that what we're longing for? And it's so the rich young rule. There's, yeah, a, there's a word in that passage. I think it's in Matthew six. It says, "Seek first, seek yeah. first the kingdom of God." And uh, that's the problem here, I think, isn't it? He he wasn't seeking his relationship with God first. That that perhaps came after his possessions. Absolutely. But yet he was wanting eternal life, and I guess this is this is or wondering what he could do for eternal life. And I guess this is really where we want to pull out the main point from all of these stories from Asaph. Uh, from these three men that we found in Luke and with the rich young ruler, Mm. is that the the main point we want to make is that when it comes to following Jesus, when it comes to living a Christian life, it's not about the what. It's about the who. Mm. So we have here the rich young ruler. um, He was asking about how he could inherit eternal life. So the focus was eternal life, then it comes into the commandments, oh, I've kept all the commandments sort of thing. But he wasn't interested in the one who was going to give eternal life, who can give eternal life. When you when you see the other three uh, stories, it's the, they say, oh, Jesus, I'll follow you wherever you go. Without considering the who, who are they actually following? Mm-hmm. It's based on the what. The concept of following Jesus is not just enough. It's the who. Who am I actually following? Who am I devoting my time to? What am I devoting my time to? It's about the who, not the what. Mm. And I think when we, when we think about that in the Christian life, um, that's just a couple of points. I do what I do in the Christian life. The Christian life is worth it. It's not because... It's about the what. It's not whether prayer meeting is worth it or prayer or Bible study. It's not whether church is worth it. It's about the who. Mm. Is it the is prayer worth it because is he worth communicating with? Mm. When we come to Bible study, it, the question shouldn't be whether Bible study is worth it. Mm. The question should be, is the one whom has revealed himself through the Bible, is he worth learning more about? Mm, Amen, yeah. So it's not just focused on the what. Is church worth it? Oh, is church really worth going Mm. to this week? That's the wrong attitude, the wrong mentality, because the question we should be asking is, hey, is the gathering of people 
who come together and they lift praise, honour, glory to the God of heaven. Is that worth it? So essentially, in in everything that we do in Christian life, it's not about the what, it's about the who. Mm. And when we focus on the who, so the question we're asking is, is it worth it? We've almost got to reword that question and say, is he worth it? Yeah, absolutely. And when we ask that question, is he worth it? We're going to find much more fulfillment, uh, much more um, satisfaction within the Christian experience. Mm. Mm. And, you know, when I think about that question, is he worth it? I have to ask my question, was I worth it? Because he died for me you know he saved me oh, absolutely <laughs> you know? and and i the only way i can answer that is he saved my life so absolutely he is worth it <laughs> absolutely so that, that, there's two points so whatever i do in my christian experience it's because he's worth it and he is worth it because i'm worth it to him mm, absolutely and we see a clear example of the cross and he calls every, um, he calls every one of us, you know, doesn't he? Like these people that we've been uh, reading their stories, and he says, "Come, follow me." He's saying that to every one of us, isn't he? It's not just certain people; it's every one of us that he wants to have that relationship with, and for us to follow him. Absolutely. And when we, when we look through Scripture and we look at the encounters that Jesus had, it was with people who were wealthy, mm. the people who had authority, who who were heard, who were respected, and there were people who were like the furthest from the temple, mm. furthest from where the Jews were. The Samaritans is an example of that, and Jesus still associated with them, and it shows that Jesus is for everyone. Yeah, yeah. Jesus loves everyone, um, and yeah, he wants that relationship with everyone. And he, and he calls us all. So, yeah. Yep, absolutely. Fantastic. Well, it's time for our book offer today. Our book offer is titled, God, Really? Good News About the God I Don't Believe In. That's a really challenging subtitle, isn't it? Good News Mm. About the God I Don't Believe In. (coughs) Excuse me. This is by Harold Geiserbrecht. Um, It's a difficult name to say. Addressing challenging questions about the character of God. Defending God against the objections of science is much easier than defending him against the damage believers themselves have inflicted on his reputation. There are interpretations of the Bible that portrays God more like a violent psychopath than a loving God, one who, uh, sorry, I'm not sure how this sentence goes. That's all right. This book shares some of the author's personal journey through some of the most difficult questions you can ask about the God of the Bible. Harold has been a church planter and pastor in Oslo, Norway for the past 17 years alongside his work as an academic dean of the Norwegian Bible Institute. His academic background is in theology and uh, German language and literature from universities of Norway, Germany and England. He loves reading, learning and deep discussions about life, the universe and everything, and especially about God, faith and the Bible. Fantastic looking book. I This title really intrigues me. I, I'm keen to actually get a copy of this myself. Uh, text. Uh, stay tuned because we're going to give you the code to text in after the break. We've got three copies to give away, so the first three in will receive a copy. Um, so that book is God Really. Do stay tuned. Uh, immediately after the break, we'll give you the text, the code. This song is Is He Worthy? 
Chris Tomlin. The glory of the Lord to be the light within us. 
listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM. And we're finishing up our program today with Jacob Ellis. He's been our guest presenter today. And uh, we've been looking at the, the question, is it worth it? And talking about, uh, is it worth it to follow Jesus? And we just got to the point where we really needed to rephrase that question to say, is he worth it? And uh, rather than the, uh, I guess, the material things and the cost of those, we need to ask ourselves, where is our focus? Is Jesus the one that we're focusing on? So before the break, we talked about our book offer today. It's a fascinating title, God Really? Good News About the God I Don't Believe In. And we've got just three copies to give away this morning. Now, the code for today's book offer is ENCOUNTER38. That's just ENCOUNTER with the numbers 38, no spaces. E-N-C-O-U-N-T-E-R, ENCOUNTER, and the number 38, no spaces. Text that in to 0488-880-891. First three in with that code, we'll get the book offer today. Um, now, we started off uh, in Psalm 73 uh, looking at a psalm from Asaph, the uh, musician in the temple. And uh, we want to finish off there today as well. Go back to Psalm 73, Jacob. Yeah. I find the end of Psalm chapter 73 absolutely incredible. And uh, we're going to find out why, because um, we're going to read that. So we're going to look at Psalm 73 uh, verse 21 through to 28. Are you happy to read that for yeah. us, Jason? Then I realized that my heart was bitter and I was all torn up inside. I was so foolish and ignorant. I must have seemed like a senseless animal to you. Yet I still belong to you and you hold my right hand. You guide me with your counsel, leading me to a glorious destiny. Whom have I in heaven but you? I desire you more than anything on earth. My health may fail and my spirit may grow weak, but God remains the strength of my heart. He is mine forever. Those who desert him will perish, for you destroy those who abandon you. But as for me, how good it is to be near God. I have made the sovereign Lord my shelter, and I will tell everyone about the wonderful things you do. That's a real change of heart there. Um, I am amazed at how... <laughs> Quickly, this has changed. So this is Psalm seventy-three still. Mm. So it's the same chapter. Yeah, it's a few, so he few goes, verses later. <laughs> it is. It's not many verses later at all. Um, so we read at the beginning of our uh, program together uh, one verses one through to nine, and he could, we could have continued to. We did read thirteen, and we're in twenty-one. So not even we'd say eight verses that, later, yeah. really. Yeah, uh, and so. The things that he was do saying here is, is absolutely incredible. And so we've got to ask the question, how? Mm. Why? Mm. What, what? How has Asaph gone from this thing of comparing the world, comparing people who don't keep the commandments of God, he's going, oh, look at them, they're prospering, and yet I'm struggling, to suddenly going, and he was asking the question also, is it really essentially worth it? Have I done all of this practically for nothing? And now he's saying, hey, yeah, it's all good. Mm. My hope is in the Lord. Yeah. Um, yeah, so what's that sudden change? And um, what, do, what would you think from the top of your head, Jason? What, what made him change his attitude? Yeah. What, what would you think changed his attitude all of a sudden? Well, 
I think perhaps he he went back to looking at things from God's perspective rather than perhaps a human materialistic perspective. I, I don't know. What 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 do you yeah. think? <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that's a good answer. And we do find an answer in Scripture in Psalms chapter 73. Yeah. So in between verse the verses that we read at the beginning and the ones we've just read, in verse 16 and verse 17, there, there's an answer for us. It says, um, it says uh, so I tried to understand why the wicked prosper, but what a difficult task it is. Then I went into your sanctuary, O God, and I finally understood the destiny of the wicked. Yeah. So his perspective changes based on going into the sanctuary of God. Yeah. Now, how does the sanctuary change his perspective all of a sudden? I guess he's uh, coming closer to God. You know, as he as he comes closer to God, he sees things differently. Yeah, he, he's coming closer to God. Um, when we look at the sanctuary, we see God's attitude towards sin. Mm. We see God's attitude and how he deals with sin. Mm. So we're seeing God's true heart, uh, if you will. Uh, we also see who Jesus is. Mm. We, we see who Jesus is and the different elements that make up the sanctuary. They all point to who Jesus is. And we see that in the New Testament when Jesus is fulfilling the items in the, in the sanctuary. And so when Asaph walks in, he sees the who. Well, we've been making the point that when we when it comes down to following Jesus and asking the question, is it worth it, that it's really actually about the who. Yeah. And so when Asaph walks into the sanctuary, he sees God. He, he sees Jesus, the elements that make up Jesus. He sees the who. And when he sees the who, it completely changes his focus. Mm. It completely changes his mentality and his attitude for living life. Mm. And from that, I I would say I'd prefer the second version of Asaph compared to the first. Well, his attitude is a lot better. It is. uh, And obviously, he's seeing things, you know, we... We need to see the big picture, don't we, sometimes? Not not just worry about the day-to-day things. We need to see the big picture, which is ultimately where's our final destiny? And I think that's where he talks about here, the final destiny of the wicked is not with God. And as Christians, we, we have that hope, don't we? We have that true hope that we're going to be with him. Absolutely. Fantastic message. I really appreciate uh, you coming in today and sharing with us. I hope our listeners have uh, also shared that um, gain from this. I know we've had some technical issues with our radio network t- this morning, so perhaps not everyone's going to hear this today. But nevertheless, it's great to have you. Hopefully we'll get you back again uh, in uh, not too long. It'd be great to be back. Yeah. Next Tuesday, we've got David Leo back continuing his uh, talks on Father Abraham, and that's going to be the fate of Sodom and Gomorrah. And tomorrow, we've got David Leo and Carmelina talking about Joshua, friend or foe. So it's been great to have you today. It'll be great to have uh, David back tomorrow, and uh, it's a recording tomorrow, but uh, he'll also be back live next week. May you encounter Jesus more today as we go out with this last song. It's called Look to Jesus. Be blessed. Death looks like an empty grave. 
It looks like a giant slain. Trials look like gifts of grace when I look to Jesus. Failure's bout of victory. Sin has lost its hold on me. Endless love is all I see. When I look to Jesus How my heart leaps How my soul sings For I know where my help comes from Jesus taught me Jesus saved me Hallelujah for all he's done Everyone comes crashing